Welcome back, guys and girls. Uh, ready to get into some Twitter questions. I'm cough medicined up. I'm uh... <laughs> very excited. This is our first question and an answer session. Yeah, ever. yeah. This is brilliant. I'm also excited that you haven't died during the coughing for Innistat. Oh, my God. So that was a positive. <laughs> I was struggling towards the end there. The, uh, the biosolvent or whatever that cough medicine is was starting to wear off quite obviously. So hopefully that, uh, that kicks in and we don't have to deal with too much more of that for the rest of the podcast. But let's dive into them, shall we? Jump straight in. So we got a question through from Andrew, uh, Andrew Carden, who's a good friend of ours, a uh, friend of the podcast as well. Uh, I'm looking for an on-field cheap rookie defender who's a good prospect. So, I mean, the tricky part of that question is obviously that you want to play them on the field. Yeah, that is the tricky bit. Which, generally, cheap defenders are... Not great scorers. Either not great scorers or they have very, very little... Best 22 options. Yes, not job security is terrible. Personally, <coughs> um, I'd be inclined to go mid-prices in defence yep. over rookies in defence mm-hmm. and maybe try and find those rookies in the midfield or forward line. We mentioned earlier there's a lot of cheap eagles up forward yeah. um, because there's just not a lot of options. Yeah, it's a little bit tricky, isn't it? I mean, we talked about him earlier, but Timmy D, uh, Dode, <laughs> yep. was... a uh, is a really good option. I think that he'll definitely be best 22 and he'll score decently, like maybe yeah. uh, low 60s. Yeah, it won't be amazing, but probably enough to start the season off for you. Yeah, I'd be pretty happy with those sorts of scores on my yeah. field from a rookie. Yeah. Um, another one that I would consider, Sam obviously, Murray Sam Murray from Collingwood yeah. um, and Isaac Cumming. I think the question mark for both of them is job security. Yeah, so you've got to see whether they're in round one, but if they are, they'll score well. Like Murray performed really well in the Collingwood Intra Club, apparently. Yep. So keep an eye out for him. He's not playing in this week's JLT, but he'll probably play in round two. So yep. just uh, be aware. Yep. Uh, the other one to look at is, I know he was named as an emergency for tomorrow night's game, mm-hmm. but Cam O'Shea. Yeah, he's got a bit of upside. They, I mean, they do need a rebounding defender after losing Doherty over at Carlton. Um, I know they've got some... And also Dylan Buckley's gone over to GWS... So that's yeah. that's another player that they've lost that might have stepped into that role. Um, yeah, for me, just watch out, see if he's included in round one. And if he is, I'd be jumping on him because he's only about 232k. Um, oh, that's what I was just looking up. So you've got his price. Yeah, yeah. So yep. And those other guys we mentioned are all one step. They're, they're all bargain basement price. So those are the three guys that I would be realistically having a look yeah. at. Three yeah, or you were guys. desperate... You could look at Alex Pierce because his job security is going to be good. Yes. His scoring's not, though, so I wouldn't be playing him on the field if I had yeah. any other options. Yes, I, I wouldn't be looking at Alex Pierce if you're looking at an on-field defender. Um, so we'll move on from that. And we've got a question from uh, Brody uh, at Brody Johnson 94 And he's asking, if you had to choose in a keeper league between Cam Rayner, Luke Davies-Uniaki, and Paddy Dow... Who would you choose and in what order and why? Oh, well, thank you, Brody, friend of the podcast. Yeah, well, um, he's co-host of the podcast in uh, last year's edition. Uh, yes, and he is, in fact, in our Keeper League. Uh, so I know exactly why he's asking this question. Oh, he's, 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 he's angling for my, my Keeper position. He's is what fishing he's for who we're going after. So <laughs> if you'd like, I'll answer this one, seeing as how my first pick is way later than yours, and all of those guys are probably gone by the time I get to my pick. So Matt, I will I will let you take the mic, and you can do your rankings. I appreciate all that. Right, so it was LDU, Dow, and Rayner, wasn't it? Yes. Okay, so if I had to rank them, it really depends on the context of your team, so whether you're challenging, whether you're rebuilding, um, how many um, 
guys you've got in each one of those different lines, how many midfielders, how many forwards you're keeping. Um, if I thought that I had an, enough uh, enough forwards and I could hide him away for a little bit, yep. um, my rankings would probably go LDU, Reina, Dow. Mm-hmm. If, however, I needed to play whoever I was going to pick um, pretty much straight up, if you needed to be on your field, yeah, then it probably switches <coughs> around to LDU, Dow, Rayner. Mm. Um, regardless, I think LDU probably has the most upside initially. Rayner probably has almost as much upside, um, plus will remain forward for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's going to be a much slower burn, so he's mm-hmm. going to be a project player. You're going to have to hide him away for a while. Yeah, I. I can easily I can tell you that I like all three players. Me too. I rate there's, all there's of them. no issue there. They're all going to be very good players in the future, in my opinion. Um, and Paddy Dow is the one that will be forgotten by a lot of players uh, because you know he was drafted a little bit later. Mm. Um, he's not. A lot of people are saying he's not quite in that same ilk. Oh, he, technically, he was drafted third, and LDU was drafted fourth. But in terms of fantasy, yeah. people are forgetting about him a bit. Don't. His job security is going to be amazing at Colton. Oh, he's. And he's going to be a serious fantasy player as well. So um, all three of those guys are going to be terrifically hit the list. any one of them, you've done well. Yeah. So um, if you can get one or two of those guys, you'd be laughing, I reckon. Um, and uh, <laughs> we've actually got another one through from Brody. So it's, oh, yes. he's clearly trying to scope us out. Yeah. So he's asking, uh, which rucks represent the best value in AFL fantasy other than Max Gorn? Even premium options seem to lack safety and upside. And Very true. That is a pretty insightful question because the rucks are pretty poo this year. They're not great. A lot of them have got question marks. Mm. Um, so if you're looking at them from the perspective of um, being <coughs> underpriced and hoping you're going to get a price rise out of them, yeah, there's really not a lot there. If you're going set and forget, uh, I mean, Gorn, as he said, is the obvious one. Yep. Um, for both of those counts, upside and set and forget. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one that I might look at set and forget is Source Jacobs. Yeah, so I, I do really love Source Jacobs. I do as well. And he's, I mean, you're never going to get a lot of money out of him. Okay. And he's, he's generally priced about what he's going to score because he's just so consistent. Yeah. And he's probably not going to average over 100 for you as a Ruckman, but he's probably going to average 94 to 95 and get that every single game. Yeah, he averaged 99.4 last year. Did he really? Mm. Wow. Which is higher than I thought he would have. Yeah. Right? Uh, but I mean, those other top guys, Brody Grundy, I know you're not too concerned about Mason nope. Cox, but a lot of people are. Yep. Matty Cruiser had a career best year last year. Mm-hmm. Can he back it up? I'm not sold that he can. He's mm. had two injury free years. Judging by his career, that's not going to last. Yeah. Um, Steph Martin, there's only a matter of time before they start bringing Archie Smith in more. Yeah, that's, that's a big worry with Steph Martin for me. Um, Jared Witts is he's one that I like the look of as a set and forget. Set and forget. So um, if you're after upside, mm-hmm. oh geez, there's really not it's a lot. It's really tough. Todd Goldstein maybe because he can perform quite a lot better. And like we said earlier, I think he's going to have a great bounce back. He's priced only 5k difference to Matt Gorn as well, or Max Gorn. So, so if I had to go with upside, <laughs> those would probably be my two favourites, Max uh, Gorn and Goldie. I would uh, keep an eye on Aaron Sanderland's toe as well because if he gets injured, Sean Darcy is coming right into my side. Yep, like straight in because he is a prolific scorer when he plays and the only thing that's stopping him from 
getting points at the moment is the big man Aaron Sandilands. Yeah, um, Nick Nat is an obvious one. Everyone's mm-hmm. got Nick Nat. If he's not fit to start the season, mm-hmm. um, then <coughs> take your best pick on where the Scott Lysett or Vardy is going to be the number one man. Yep. They're both uh, 420, 440 or so in price, so not that much more mm-hmm. than Nick Nat. Other than that, it really drops away a lot. Yeah, I um, I got asked by someone the other day if Callum Sinclair could have a bit of a breakout this year, and my answer is no. No, but I we, think we tip it out. No, I think Naismith is probably their favourite for the number one rock. Mm-hmm. and he's I mean he's four hundred and fourteen thousand. Yeah, but he's going to score pretty averagely. Yeah, he really will. So I yeah I, I wouldn't really be looking at him. Um, did we mention uh, just in case and obviously. This is an injury watch as well, mm. but if something did happen to happen to uh, Matthew Cruiser, uh, yeah, Lobby, Lobby is yep. one to have a look at. So yep. if uh, if Matthew Cruiser, because he has been injured in the past, last year was probably his first real injury-free year, and he had a great True. run at the it. year before he was year before? injury-free right, as well. Cool. Uh, so, but if he does succumb to something again, get Lobby mm. into your side. Three hundred thirty-eight thousand, a lot of value there in draft. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't hate handcuffing those two. I wouldn't either. I would love that idea. So if you somehow get Matthew Cruiser towards the start, pick up Matthew Lobb with your last or your second last pick because no one else is going to take him. Love it. I mean, someone else might take him to be a bit of a dick to you yeah, and right. try and get a trade out of you later, but realistically, they're going to have to drop him at some point. Yeah, because when, when you when you don't show interest in him, they are going to get nothing out of him. They're just going to be waiting for Cruiser to yeah. get an injury. Um, yeah, so that's a... Uh, I reckon that's that one down. Yep, we've uh, we've pretty much covered that. Uh, we've got another question through from another friend of the podcast, Scott, asking asking us how much better is Dangerfield compared to Fife, which doesn't seem to be a fantasy related <laughs> question in any way. That seems um, to be a bit of gloating. Yeah, just weird because Scott is a Frio fan, and he's the most Frio hating Frio fan I know. It's it's incredible. Um, so um, of those two, though. Fife, I think, is the better footballer from an X-Factor perspective. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Um, <clears throat> Dangerfield, probably the better fantasy player. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, to be honest, it's you can't compare... Like, it's, it's comparing apples different and oranges. It's, it's just like when people say, who's the better player out of Gary Ablett Sr. and Gary Ablett Jr.? Yeah, completely you, different. You, yeah. They're completely different players, and they're both great. Yeah. What What is the point? I mean... For me, this year, I reckon Nat Fife and Dangerfield, because Gablet's come over and they might be playing Dangerfield a bit forward, I reckon Nat Fife and Dangerfield will average pretty similar. Actually, they'll probably play pretty similar roles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. I reckon they will average very similar. So, to answer your question, Scott, I don't honestly think there's going to be too much of a difference between them at all, fantasy-wise or playing ability-wise this year. There so, you go, Scott. You've got an actual answer. Yeah, they are going they, And they're both going to be buying out for the... Um, uh, for the brown life. Three-way fight. I mean, yeah. Dusty as well. Yeah, Dusty as well. Um, got another question through from Brody again. How many questions are you going to put through, mate? Oh, wait. I know. We read this one earlier. This is... Oh, is this the stupid one? <laughs> this stupid is... Um, yeah, that's one way of putting it. All right, all right, all right. So he's... <laughs> he's asked us, if we're dating a girl, it's the early stages, and you find out her favorite player is Jake Stringer. You say, how can you like someone with such a pitiful haircut? And she responds, I think he's pulling it off. She also owns Jake Stringer in her fantasy team and has even put the VC on him. Is this ground for ending things or is she a, air quotes, keeper? What are your <laughs> thoughts, boys? 
Thanks, Brody. That, um, that, that is also my, my, my thoughts. Thanks, Brody. Um, uh, so, <laughs> if you like her, you stay with her, but you pretend that you've deleted your fantasy team and you've lost interest, so you never have to talk fantasy with her again. That's oddly insightful advice. <laughs> that's, that's, I'm gonna because stick. clearly she has no idea about fantasy. <laughs> I'm going to stick with just... Thanks, Brody. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. If, if you know someone who owns and loves Jake Stringer's haircut, I would cut all ties with that person. Ooh, harsh. I would. I would just burn that bridge while you can. And Maybe yeah. they're just trying to like show moral support so he can get through this difficult time that his hair is bringing him. You're not swaying me in any way with your arguments. Burn no, that bridge. No. Burn it all. <laughs> Let's be honest. He's a dick of a bloke anyway. So. Oh, God. Um, jeez, it's... Uh, it's not going to be much fun watching the Stringer, Stringer Coaster this year either. No. But uh, that's all we have time for, actually, guys. Uh, oh, nice, yeah, nice quick Twitter questions segment. So keep them coming through for next week, by the way. You can uh, reach us at, um, at ExtendedBenchAU on Twitter or just visit us over at TheExtendedBench.com if you want to listen to some podcasts. We'll have this up on a uh, bunch of streaming services pretty soon, so... Obviously, you've nabbed it and are listening to it right now. But in future, keep an eye out for more podcasts. We'll be doing at least one a week, maybe an extra one or two in this lead-up season as well to sort of focus a little bit more on our keepers or draft or salary cap, you know, depending on what your uh, your favourite style is. I'll clear my calendar then. Yeah, damn, damn right you will. <laughs> but uh, until next week, guys, that's all for us. So thanks for joining us looking forward to having you and hopefully every player that you have on your watch list performs pretty well over the next couple of weeks well, thanks guys alright see ya